Now on All Our FM, a report from our community newsroom. You're listening to Anglo-Polish All FM. I'm George Matlock. Trade union membership in the UK has been in decline since government reforms of the workplace in the 1980s. Now only a quarter of the British workforce is protected by membership of a union, and that's about half of what it was in the 1980s. But in some ethnic groups, such as Polish workers, that is as low as 8%, and that's even lower than 11% among Polish workers in Poland, a new survey has found. Politicization of unions, disaffection among Poles to the trade union movement back in Poland, and the temporary nature of jobs that Poles carry out in the UK, often employed by agencies or gangmasters, are some of the factors contributing to their low participation. So is a propensity of Poles in some sectors of the economy, such as higher skilled white-collar occupations, to shy away from unions. But the survey by Poland's Institute of Public Affairs and the UK's Labour Research Department also found language, unfamiliarity and fear of victimization as other impediments. To discuss the findings, I'm joined by the co-author of the report, Dominika Potańska of the IPA in Warsaw. Good morning, witamy serdecznie. Good morning, George. Well, it's great to have you on the air with us today. Uh, Dominika, first of all, um, is that a fair reflection of what your survey has found? Uh, the fair reflection is that uh, what we have found out is that there are, of course, Poles who are engaged in the trade unions. But as you have said, it's not a big number yet. And um, what, is, what is very positive for me is that some of them become leaders, they are trying to encourage other Polish workers to join the union. Some of them, some of the Polish union members become shop stewards, reps, organizers themselves, or they held the position of secretary of the branch. Of the branch. But uh, there are some significant barriers hindering higher participation of Poles in the trade unions in the UK, as you have mentioned yourself. And I think the, the biggest barrier is uh, the, the low participation, the civic, low civic participation in Poland. Uh, so um, th- there are very different uh, patterns in case of Polish society. So the, there is a level, level, lower part, level of participation uh, in the election, the turnout in elections. Uh, you know, it's around 20%. Um, so are we talking about is, sorry? Are, are we talking about political parliamentary elections? Part when you're saying participation in elections or, or, or union uh, elections? Uh, no, 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 no. Political elections. What I'm trying to say is that the the, the participation in public sphere in general is mm. much lower in Poland yeah. than in UK. So that's why the, the, the this you know pattern of being engaged in your workplace, in your community life, it's much lower in Poland. Do you think so that that's partly, do you, sorry, do you, do you think that's partly also because of a, a kind of a, a role reversal in Polish uh, society? Uh, if you throw yourself back to, say, 30, 40 years ago, in Poland, everybody had to be a member of the trade union because, or, or part of the workers' councils or whatever, because in those days uh, it, was, it was career-limiting not to be a member of the party and therefore to be a part of the public 
process, if you want, or part part the part of the public structure. Now that you have free markets uh, uh, thinking coming into it, it, has there been a kind of a backlash? Do you think against generally being associated with other workers? Yeah, uh, that is true. Uh, it's uh, it's being uh, also, you know, uh, amazing for me because the, the the idea of trade unionism in Poland, you know, after the fall of communism, it's you know uh, it's su- supposed to shine, but uh, right now I think it's kind of the idea was is distorted uh, because of the politicization politicization of trade unionism mm. in Poland right now. So people are, you know, connecting it um, with strikes, with burning tires. Mm. Uh, so they, 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 they think that, it, I mean, the, what is the perception of trade unions in Poland is that it's strongly tightened to the uh, right-wing conservative party. So, you know, Poles, they don't want to be a part of it, a part of the political movement, although we all know that it is only a representation of workers, not, not the party itself. So uh, what uh, our respondents were telling us is that, uh, you know, it's all about politics. And I uh, wanted to leave this country and go to England just to, you know... To get away from the politics. Yeah, 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 leave this politics behind me. Yeah, well, we we recently Uh, interviewed somebody about uh, the Polish elections and, of course, the new uh, Law and Justice Party that have uh, been re-elected to to Parliament and in in both chambers of Parliament and, indeed, the presidency earlier in the year. And, of course, one of the remarkable things is that in the UK, the vote didn't go to Law and Justice. It went to um, a kind of a rebel um, uh, musician uh, who has set up a very populist party uh, in Poland and, and, and it seemed to be interpreted as as the the english based vote of polls are very much going towards uh, a protest against the political structures and pr- political wills inside poland it's very interesting what you're saying um but the point about politicization um of uh, in in trade unionism i think is a very significant one and and is it, i would see say that it looks as though it may be a a kind of a parallel with the way that British workers in Britain uh, perceive the trade union movement as well, where many of them see them as as, as cosy buddies of the Labour Party um, or, or see them as uh, out for what they can get as opposed to protecting uh, the rights of workers themselves. Um, how, how would you say that there is a kind of a synergy there between the way that British workers perceive trade unionism in the UK and the way that Poles in the UK perceive trade unionism? But, but in UK, you are mentioning the how Poles are perceiving the trade unions in UK, right? Right. Yeah, uh, I think there are a lot of similarities. Uh, but the, the biggest barrier, barrier is to, to just answer this question is that the, there is a big lack of knowledge uh, about the trade unions among Poles in mm. the UK. So you know, like many of them, they just, they just don't know how trade unions work. Uh, how to get engaged, what are the benefits deriving from the um, in being a member of trade unions. Right. So I, I think that, uh, I mean, um, um, by um, by talking to these, <laughs> not very many Poles that are engaged in the trade unions, I see that they perceive British trade unions as, as something, yeah, maybe also a part of the Labour, uh, you know, party movement, mm-hmm. but then they, um, but but this, they see them as a very successful and effective organizations that that this, that they are very grassroots and it's also a big you know um, difference between Pol- Polish and and uh, current Polish and and UK trade unions 
and uh, Poles who already know how British trade unions work. Um, they, they, they know that they are very graduated, uh, that they are not corrupted, that they are effective in a sense that they can defend workers' rights very effectively, that they have, you know, means in order to, um, to defend workers' li- uh, rights. Uh, and that there is a big um, amount of skills among uh, tra- British trade unions officials, uh, skills in negotiating, in organizing campaigns, in um, also informing the customers that working conditions in this shop, you are um, buying something, they are not good, and uh, that the wo- employer doesn't uh, respect the workers' rights. And this approach pro-negotiation approach is, you know, unseen he- here in Poland. Uh, so I think this is a, a good sign that, uh, that, that Polish people, uh, you know, they are trying to, to find out more about British trade unions and they, are, uh, they, they see their differences between Polish and British now, the uh, organism, sur- the workers' organisation. The survey that you conducted showed 8% uh, among the Polish workers in the UK yeah. as being members of trade unions versus 25% for the uh, wider uh, community here in the UK. Um, you're, you're saying, it's, is it growing? I mean, it's 8% now. Have you been able to track and see a, a growing from 0 to 8% or is it fairly static at 8%? Is, is it continuing to grow, do you think? Um, it, it was grow. The number was gro- growing, um, of course. But uh, uh, yeah, there is, you know, uh, we, we have to, to do <laughs> still a lot, uh, a lot mm. in order to to engage and, and encourage Poles to, tr- to join trade unions in the UK. Um, what is what is very very significant, and you have said that, is that Polish workers um, are are employed in the industries and jobs where the union density is lower. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so this is uh, a big problem. And for me, uh, as a researcher, but also as you know, as an advocacy officer, um, it's it's very important to to maybe make this comment that this is ma- this is a there's a big role for trade unions to reach uh, poles uh, in the industries where the union density is lower. Of course. I know it's very hard maybe to engage people in the sector of manufacturing um, and so on, uh, but this is, these are the sectors that are the, that are the most precarious, uh, and, and, and they have more, 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 more most precarious amount of jobs, low paid, and so on. Um, so, so I think, uh, and during our seminar in London, um, the, the representatives of unions also mentioned that, that now trade union in, in, in UK, uh, they had to put on their agenda uh, to, you know, focus on people employed in more precarious sectors and industries. Uh, you know, just coming back to the history, the long history of uh, workers' movement, uh, you know, it's all started in, in the factories. Uh, so maybe it's, it's time to, to, you know, take more undertake more activities in order to, to target Poles and other migrants and, of course, also British people working in low-paid sectors mm. um, employed by the agencies. But saying that, I want also to underline that there is also a big role for a Polish community 
to be more organized, be more active, uh, to have this more proactive approach, and to find out more about trade unions. They just can't you know, wait for trade unions to find them. They have to find trade unions themselves. So. <laughs> well, you know how it usually works. It usually works with uh, work, when workers feel that they've been wronged in the workplace. That's when they start to take an interest in trade unionism and employment protection. Until then, it's a little bit like, uh, 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 you know, life insurance. You don't really want to buy it because you're healthy and you don't feel you need it. So, OK, so there is an issue there about people uh, being more proactive and, and finding out about their rights, um, their legal rights and their employment rights in the UK. Um, one of the things I, w I notice in your report is you, you factored in sort of three waves of employment, uh, obviously the period immediately after World War II, then the solidarity years, and now the, 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 the uh, emancipation through the European Union membership in 2004 of the third wave, if you like, of employment uh, and of, yeah. of, of Pol Poles coming to the UK to work and, and to live. Um, I don't know to what extent you were able to, to, to dig into those three different phases and see differences, but I would Im imagine that Polish participation in trade unions, say, in the 1950s, would have been much higher in the UK than it is today. Um, I, I don't have this data right in my mind, but... Um, but certainly if you were to compare, if you were to compare the, the you know, I mean, you're, you're right that there is a disparity between the number of polls at the moment, or percentage of polls in the UK who are members of unions versus uh, the wider community. But um, these things tend to go up and down together. So in other words, uh, when uh, trade unionism was much more popular, was much more active in the 50s, 60s and 70s, that would have been the time a, a large number of people generally would have been members of trade unions. Certainly it was m more than double of what it is today in the UK. And I would have yeah. imagined, and I'm only going on, on pure guesswork here, that uh, among Polish ethnic uh, community as well, that would have been a much higher percentage than it, than it is at present. Um, I think you are right. And maybe that is an um, important factor among, you know, historical and political situation back then is that is the, these are language skills mm. um, because this, this um, second wave of migration uh, it was more political um, and yeah also economic migration uh, in, in the 50s um, up to 80s um, the, this, the, this wave of migration has had very good language skills and what we have Know, found out and what you know what it, what was, was said in in a couple of reports on Pol Polish migration um, after joining EU is that they you know, that there is a big language barrier okay the, no. um, the English language is getting better language skills are getting better but um, among people uh, employed in the in the manufacturing food processing sector, Still, this uh, there is a barrier of of, yeah, yeah. Uh, of language skills, and that's uh, if you don't know how to, 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 to say that you are interested in joining trade unions. If you, you just can't read the leaflet delivered by the trade union organizer, mm. it, it's hard to even you know get to get to know uh, that what all trade unionism is about. It's it's also so staggering. 
Yes, I agree. And but uh, the interesting thing about language uh, barriers is it's, it's a staggering one because if you think about it, in the 1950s, people had far less money. Um, there were we were coming out of a war. Um, it was a period of uh, austerity, and yet, uh, and probably in many ways, uh, I would say probably even more harsh than it is uh, with the austerity years that we're currently going through in the UK economy. And the the, the relative deprivation of that time um, would have been such that uh, it would have been very difficult for Polish uh, manual workers in the 1940s and 50s and 60s to, to go to school or to learn a language like English, uh, they would just end up just doing labourer work because that's all they could uh, they could be uh, allowed to do. Um, and there was a, a sort of a perception of these people being sort of accepted in to, into the UK, but begrudgingly, if you know what I mean. Whereas now, um, it, they have a, a legal right, it is a part of a, the European yeah. Union. It's a very different world we live in. As you say, English is becoming a much more popular language worldwide. And, and the internet, the, the language of the internet is English. So there are far more uh, access points to learn a language like English. I mean, your English is very good, is a good example. So it's ironic then that the, the people who've been attracted to work in the UK are those within Poland who perhaps don't have that exposure to English. Yeah, that, that is very interesting. But on the other hand, what is very significant about this, uh, but, but maybe about this third, third, third wave of the economic mm-hmm. migration, uh, we can uh, encounter right now is that the people are not going to to UK not only to earn money, save money, and come to Poland and uh, build a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than ton- more people they are planning to stay in the in UK uh, to pursue their work career, to set up a family and apply for a British uh, citizenship. So I think that we can uh, maybe <laughs> um, what we can point it out is that uh, there is maybe a fourth wave of economic migration and it's very different from this one that uh, arrived in 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 the UK in 2005. So I uh, think I think we're almost you know, suffering a bit of what economists call the marginal utility theory when there's more of something eventually you start to want it less and there's a little bit of of that going on here as well. Um, trade union membership, uh, as one barrier you said, is language. And to, to a degree, I think you're right. I think that if people don't know how to read and find out about uh, local things, um, if they have to rely on uh, Polish language booklets to, to tell them how to join a union, that can be resolved. But of course, I agree, it's so much easier if they actually understand everything in English because everything will become, you know, everything, once they become a member of the union, they're not going to get suddenly a Polish language booklets from the union. They're going to get the English language uh, material sent to them. There is that issue that people don't want to join because they don't know that they'll, it will mean anything to them once they do. Having said that, when uh, English skills improve, when uh, when people start to get employed in industries that you've highlighted, which are white-collar work, administrative, legal, uh, trade, whatever it is, uh, they then become less inclined again to join a trade union. So you almost go through a kind of a bell shape uh, where people are joining a union and then as their uh, overall skills improve, not just their language skills, they suddenly then become less inclined. Would you say that's a real risk? Um, yeah, there is a risk, <laughs> of course, but I think this, there's the most important thing is to try to get involved, to see how it works, um, that there are certainly some benefits derived uh, from the, the membership in the union. Um, and I hope that, you know, once Poles will discover what is the, the spirit of trade unionism, 
what are the benefits that that the trade unions creates um, a real community, right? The community mm. of workers. Right. They 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 would like to stay, um, but um, it's it's hard to imagine because right now the you know, the majority of people they are working in this rather low paid sectors, and so they are mostly employed by the um, working um, agencies, um, and they are m- more likely also to be employed through gangmasters. Mm. And and the problems with and and, and in low paid sectors, as I um, um, as I mentioned, and and the problems with these sectors is that you just treat them as a temporary employment for you. You just want to leave it as as soon as as you can. So. And, and this is maybe, yeah. you know... So they're not jobs of loyalty. Challenge. You're right. So they're, they're jobs that yeah, encourage yeah, people a, to sort yeah. of uh, drop yeah, exactly. and go to the next thing. So there's a constant fluidity there of the workforce and they're, they're not likely to want to stay around. Therefore, they don't feel that they need the union to back them up. OK, I've got one final question because we've, we've run out of time. Just wanted to ask you very quickly. In your uh, survey you found or in your uh, summary report, you, you mentioned uh, that uh, in 2014, Polish workers in the UK numbered, I think, about 685,000 versus 614,000 in Germany. Now, those are the two countries with by far the largest number of, of Polish people working in, the, in those economies. Um, I can understand why the UK might attract more people again because of the relative uh, better performance of the UK economy versus uh, members of the Eurozone, such as Germany. Uh, But we've always believed that there are something in the region of about 2 million Poles living in Germany versus approximately no more than 1 million that came to the UK at the height of the uh, third wave uh, back in 2004 to 2008. What would you say to that? Uh, is there a disparity here? How should we be reading these numbers? Because there seems to be a ro- rather a lot of confusion about around this still. Yeah, 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 there are confusions, of course. But um, as I have mentioned, um, this, this, the, the current wave of my, my economic migration to UK can be perceived as a te- te- not temporary migration, but the Right now, people want to stay and, you know, set up a families and you just, you know, mm. live their lives in the UK. And in case of Germany, of course, there are a lot of people who left a couple of years ago to, to live in Germany for, for, for good. Mm. But there are a lot of uh, temporary migration right. uh, between uh, Pol- Poland and, and Germany because of, you know... The b- shared um, border. Uh, it's easy to get across the border, exactly. Yeah. Right, I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. So, OK, so the, the 600,000 that we're talking about for both the UK and Germany are more likely to be based on, you think, people who are inclined to stay? Uh, yeah, I think so. This is uh, what our research um, conducted two years ago mm-hmm. uh, showed, that there is an important shift in, in the approach of uh, Poles living and working in UK that they are they want to stay uh, and and set up families and uh, you know you know go um, you know get a diploma in in UK and this is a completely different approach so the, what i'm also trying to say is that they want to integrate within british mm-hmm. society yeah okay to uh, they are setting up um, uh, some um, organizations they are getting involved in um, NGOs who are not typically um, dedicated to Polish uh, minority uh, group, but they are getting involved in in organizations, you know, open for anybody. Okay. So uh, these are very very positive um, processes that we can um, encounter right right now. 
Well, fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us, Dominika Potańska from the Thank Institute you. of Public Affairs in Warsaw. And we look forward to further insights from your research ongoing.